0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We are here, so many of us, who carry Bill in our hearts to mourn a loss. And yet, Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. We're here to remember a life. A life well lived. Jesus says, I am the way, and it's a way that I know that Bill Strain sought to walk. And we are here to realize that all our lives matter to God. And that God wants us for our own sake, for the sake of our families and friends, for the sake of the communities of which we are a part, for the sake of the world to be true to the best that is in us. And Jesus says, I am the truth. We're here to celebrate someone who, like all of us, was part of the fabric of the world and whose life has an effect on the fabric of the world. To use another metaphor, to mix my metaphors, we're all like stones dropped in the pool and there's these radiating waves that go out to the people around us most immediately, but go out beyond our death to people who will not even know what our name is. We are part of the weaving of the fabric of our communities and lives. God cares about what we do with our potentials, who we might become, not just for the salvation of our own soul, but because we are members of one another. And in these days of rampant individualism, it's so important to remember, as Bill knew, how much we are community, how much we are members of one another, and how much our investment in building the fabric of goodness in community and world, how much that matters to God. Well, the Bill Strain I know is a man who was concerned about the fabric of the world and his ambitions at one point he was aiming to be bishop but he wisely avoided that great honor and he came to this to this parish to make it be as good as it could be and that was more important than high office bill was very interested in sociology. You have to realize that Bill and I were, I don't know, we weren't oil and water. Um, But we were different sorts of beer, believe me. (laughs) Um, I was this young, southern-rooted, ex-fundamentalist, evangelical, charismatic type, inventive, creative, all these things. Bill was the perfect picture of the Cardinal Rector. It's going to give reassurance to the people. And the first couple of years uh, I was here, I I think we were feeling one another out and not entirely knowing what to make of each other, although I think Bill cased me out better than I did him. He knew what to do. He knew what to do in a parish like this. And at the beginning, I was like, no, we should be aiming for all of these radical things. Down boy. (laughs) And we, f- we formed a working relationship. I was, at the beginning, scandalized that he would take his sermon topics from the front page of, the new, of, the, of Time magazine and a third of the text. <laughs> and then I figured out what he was doing. Because I would come in on some high spiritual note And he would come in on something the people in the pews could relate to. And my sermons are more like his now than they were at the beginning. Because I I learned so much from him because he was investing in the goodness of the fabric of the world. And with me, he was very welcoming and tolerant and supportive. But my relationship with him, I think, was a was an example of his relationship to the people in the parish, wanting to meet them where they were and help them take the next step toward being servants of the good in their lives. Well, I out of my background of deep emphasis on sin and he out of his kind of liberal Protestant mainstream emphasis on doing good in the world While I was talking about healing the wounded soul and people paying more attention to himself, he said to me one day, I think a lot of people just care for themselves. And what I want to do is help them care for other people. I remember that. It lives in me. He saw the church as a major sociological institution, as an ethical shaper, as a moral shaper, as an opinion shaper. One of his first acts here, don't think that, don't think that I was just the radical. He was the one who looked the part of the stable person. (laughs) And could offload the radical on me a bit. One of his first acts here was to have, have, have a town meeting in the parish hall about fair housing the next step in the integration of our communities. There was a good deal of agita about that. One of the things he allowed was an anti-war rally in this church in the middle of the Vietnam War. It isn't that he took a position about that. He allowed the rally. And we thought maybe 60 kids would show up. Some of our youth group kids were organizing this rally and they were down at the train station, getting signatures, and they were being vilified by men in business suits with briefcases. So we thought 50, 60 kids, okay, fine. The kids had agreed to meet here for lunch, and I drove up at a quarter of 12 in the parking lot. And there were kids streaming here from everywhere. There were 500 kids in this church. And a chance to preach how one can protest peacefully, how one can advocate for justice responsibly and civically. So don't think that Bill's guise as the staid Cardinal Rector was the limit of the good he wanted to do in the world. He had founded a successful mission at St. Michael's in Wayne. He was a priest who was on the cutting edge of developments in strengthening parishes, cutting edge priest of his generation. He put this parish, which was doing decently, on a really much more solid foundation that has held firm for decades and which has benefited the rectors like Matthew have come after him. They could build on it. He wanted good education, responsible stewardship, Solid liturgy, open to enrichment, and not too experimental. Preaching to meet people where they were. And he wanted to hone his skills all the time. Again, lest you think that beneath that placid suburban exterior there wasn't something else beating. Early on in my time here, he said, let's go to this conference. He was always taking me to conferences. Let's go to this conference. We went to a a monastery up the Hudson to talk about women in the priesthood. Guess who the guest speaker was? Betty Friedan. Betty Friedan. Bill said, let's go hear Betty Friedan. So in front of a huge mural of Jesus at the Last Supper with 12, count them, 12 men. There's Betty Friedan. And I discovered that all you ever saw on TV about Betty Friedan was when she went ballistic. And about every 15 minutes she went ballistic and her hair would stand on end. And then she'd spend the next 20 minutes explaining what she meant. Very calmly, rationally, winningly. As we left, Bill said, well, she was pretty good. (laughs) She was pretty good. So I owe a lot to Bill Strain, and some of you do too, which brings me back to the whole issue of our lives, whether it's Bill Strain or ours or anyone else you meet or whose memorial service you go to. Because our lives are part of the fabric of the world, Because we rub off on one another, there are ways in which we come to live in each other. I am not the person, I would never have been the person I am now without Bill. And I've got Bill in me. And he still influences me in ways I'm conscious of and in ways I'm not conscious of. And that's true of all of us. We're members of one another at a deeper level. We can think and we influence one another on levels that are not even conscious. Bill's woven into the fabric of this church. Some of you know that two-thirds of these clear story windows were because he came in as a new rector and generated interest and tapped people to give them and he completed the stained glass windows. Most of them were simply golden glass when we came here. A few, some of the ones at the front had already been put in. In one sense, that's a small thing, just about the fabric of a building. But when the light shines through those angel windows, which you'll see when you come to communion, that's Bill Strain. Not only is it Bill Strain, but his allowing something different because everybody knows that the background of stained-glass windows is blue. That's what you do with stained-glass windows. But these were angel windows, and the parish administrator and I insisted they had to be gold. Bill said, really? We told him why. He said, okay. So we weave ourselves into the world, into the hearts of people, sometimes into the fabric of buildings. Sometimes, into the way things are done in a community. And in the same way, every day of our lives, who we are and what we are is woven into the fabric of God's presence in the world. And in the same way that Bill lives in our hearts, God, Bill lives in the heart of God. And what we call memory is something more than that. Memory is a living spring out of which whoever we are right now comes. And it's made up of so many strands of things that happened to us in the past. The past is not dead and gone. The past is alive and present in us. And it's one of the sources of who we are in ways we cannot begin imagining. And so it is for Bill's continuing real Alive and more than alive life in God. Greater freedom to serve the good. Greater freedom to reflect it in his own life. Greater freedom to continue learning the depth of the mystery and the love of the grace of God, which he so gently and so quietly, so professionally and so kindly reflected in his own life. Amen.